0: All right, we're learning Daf Tesfav. We're starting right from the bottom of the Yud Dalat, and we've been talking about three different people, and today we're going to compare and contrast different halachas that apply to all of them similarly and differences that might be between them. So we're talking about an Avel, we're talking about someone who's uh, who's Menude, someone who's in cherem, excommunicated by the court, and someone who's a Mitsorah. So the Gemara says, Avel also puts his parts. So we start off with a halacha, then an Avel is not allowed to cut his hair. What is the source? And the Gemara is going to bring sources from the Torah, even though many of you them hold that the dinam actually of Avelis, are only uh, So we have to say that it's all, you know, maybe perhaps only in Asmach, or it might be that the actual le- legislation is only in but Al-Kopanim, the Gemara brings the source from the Torah, Hashem said to the sons of Aaron, So what happened was, this is after another one of you died, so the two brothers, Elazer and Yisama, remained. So Hashem said to them, that you shouldn't leave your heads uncut, meaning that you specifically should cut your hair. Hashem was reaching out to them and saying, even though you really have Elim, your brothers just died, but it was a big header that was given to the brothers of and Aviv that they're supposed to cut their hair. And the inference is we call the also, that a regular case of mourner is not allowed to cut his hair. Hashem was giving a special dispensation. And the idea was because it was the first day that the Mishkan was inaugurated. So even though they became mourners, but they weren't supposed to practice outwardly, uh, the Deen of Avedos Hashem told them they should cut their hair. So we see, we take away from there, that generally the halacha is that an Allah shouldn't cut his hair. al <speaking> says <in Hebrew> what about someone who's excommunicated or someone who's a What's the halacha? Could they cut their hair? So the Gemara says, Tashmah so It says in a bright saw, people excommunicated, so people who are Mitsora, they're not allowed to cut their hair or wash their clothing. So we pretty much see pretty right away the answer to the question. Let's say somebody was excommunicated and then he dies. So in other words, he was never the ban was never lifted. So he dies in a state of excommunication. Based in and Sarunas, so the, the court stones the coffin after his death. If you don't remember, he says, They shouldn't make a pile of stones like they did. With the grave of Achan, Achan was the person who stole from the store the spoils of Yericho and saved for So there it says that they put a whole pile of stones on top of the grave. We don't necessarily do that. they put one large stone on top of the coffin. La medcha trying to teach you meaning that the lesson, the reason why basin is doing this is not just to stick it to the person, but the point is that other people should take a lesson from it. Kolam is not the basement you do if anyone who was excommunicated and then dies while he's still with the band basin so sarbona basin does this, the excommunication is like eternally lasting at any rate. We have definitely proof from this prayer. saw so someone excommunicated and someone who's a mitzvah is not allowed to cut their hair and wash their clothing. It says the Gemara, Aval is Zarosh, and one of the dinim is that they have to wrap their head, meaning that they should cover really their entire face. And again, it's a sign of humility. And today we know already the, the, the Rama tells us that we don't do this today. Uh, it's some of the things that, that the Gaim laugh at us and this and that, but um, it's something which we don't practice. But the din, there's a din of Ativas HaRosh. Where do we see this from? told says, was told not to mourn. Hashem reached out to him and said, even though it sounds like you should be mourning, don't do it. al Don't put a veil over your lips. We see from there that regularly, a mourner would be obligated to do so. So the context here was that Yachizko was told that his wife was going to die. But he was not supposed to be a mourner. And what's the idea? That Yechezko was meant to be like a, a role model for the people that they were in such a bad state that mourning wouldn't even help. I mean, the concept here, and this is very important, is that the reason why we do Avelos is that people, there's a sense of comfort. Other people come to console the mourner. He, he, he demonstrates certain signs of mourning. Other people come to console him and it uplifts it. But the Jewish people in the state of Yechezko were so bad, they were beyond any sense of consolation that it, it was futile for him to practice. So Hashem said, You Yecheskel, you shouldn't veil your, your lips. So we see that generally a mourner should cover his face. It says mm-hmm. So when I it, it, does he have to wrap his head? So it says here we're talking about um, when we're fasting for the rain So it says that the uh the yachidim, the, the would fast 13 fasts. It says he They would wrap themselves and sit like people who are excommunicated and people who are in mourning until there is mercy from Shemai. So the Torah seems so the Mishnah seems to be saying there that they're like people who are excommunicated and that they're wrapping their heads. So it seems like that the people who are excommunicated generally wrap their heads. So the Quran says, a no, shiny. In that case, it's different. He's someone who's excommunicated to Shammai, meaning it's not a it wasn't someone who's excommunicated by the court. The idea is that when it's not raining, it's like Hashem is putting us in Cherem, and that's a greater severity. The Chamer, such a ban, is more stringent than just an ordinary ban. So in other words, there, they've been davening and, and, and fasting, and Hashem is still not answering them. It's as if HaKadosh Baruch was putting them in Cherem, and that's why they're wrapping their faces. But maybe generally a private excommunication by the court you wouldn't, put the, uh, the, the, wouldn't necessarily warrant a covering the face. So the question goes unresolved. Says the Gemara, what about a matzah mativ He wrapped his head. Hashma avasafim yata. Says about the matzah, he should veil himself with his lips. That's that's clear. Mekalal shachayev mativ is rosh. We know we see that's mamash a pasuk in the Torah. yata. He shouldn't expose the lips that he is chayev to wrap his head. Says the Gemara, avasafim to fill in a mourner is ushered to wear to fill in. The idea is, Hashem told you cheskel. Remember again, Yecheskel was told not to observe. To the, 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 the Dina of the Morning, Hashem said in paracha, you should wear your glory. And what's the glory? The glory is the tefillin. The reason is it's like a whole thing, it's on the center of the head, everyone sees it, they're scared of us. So when Hashem Totti "Well, you should wear it to fill in i an we see everybody else should not wear it to fill in when they are a mourner. Now the Gemara elsewhere tells us this is only on the first day of Availus is a whole machlokas a postcode if this is only on the, when the burial and the first day of Avelis is the same. One of the most common Shailas in Availus that come up on a practical time is, is that it's very common that the first day of Shiva is not the day. In other words, right after the burial, that's when that's when Shiva begins, when mourning begins. It's very common. That is not the day of the death. So should a person put on fillin after the burial or not? This is a big question. Most people end up putting on without a bracha. But al when it is the most intense time—the day of death, which is also the day of burial—such so a day the mourner doesn't put on fillin. We learn from the pasuk in Says minu, the Gemara, no, the man of Tzvillin. Someone has communicated. Should he wear Tzvillin again? Again, maybe he's potter because he's not allowed to have any glory. He would be like an onetz from the mitzvah. The Gemara says, take it. We don't resolve. Mitzvah of Tzvillin. What on Mitzvah? So Tashma abouts rule. Rab is going gadol. We say that the person who can get Tsaras, even a coin gadol can get the dinum of Tzaraas. And the pastor goes on to say, they you from him, His garment should be him. What does that mean? Shumikuram. They should be ripped. Perushia perua. His head should be perua. What's perua? In peria l'gutu seira means that his hair should grow. He shouldn't cut his hair. It says this lashon of avaray by the by the metzora's head. Yosho yia perua. Number five beket. It says. Havaya by the Beged. So we make the Zayr shava between the two and we say, just as the word Havaya by the garment. It was something external to the body. It was on the garment. The garment is ripped. It's not some talking that he has to grow out his hair. When Havaya Barosh, it's saying something outside his body. My love Tefillin is talking about Tefillin. And it's saying that that he's not allowed to wear to fill in, and the head should be uncovered. He should remove something that's normally on his head and which is a reference to the Tfilin. So, the Postress, that's where B'ikiva is darshening that the Mitzvah does not wear to fill in. So, the Gemara says, No, I'm Rapha up below." so she's talking about a hat or some different types of hat. And we're saying that the Mitzvah doesn't cover his hat. It doesn't cover his head we're looking all good with these types of hats. But Mimi, in a Hanami, he does wear its fill So, the Gemara does not resolve these two issues. Someone excommunicated someone who's a Mitzvah whether or not they wear its fill in. It says the Mar of Asur Shalom a mourner is also to greet other people. There's an iser in Shailas Shalom, the Kamarkmanakaska Ha anikdom Hashem said you should be you should you, you grieve and you should be silent. So it's interesting because most of the things he was not supposed to be like a mourner, but he was, Hashem still told him to be silent in Sha'ilah Shalom There was like a little bit of things that Yecheskel did do. So one of the things was that he was supposed to be silent not to greet to other people. So in someone 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 who's excommunicated. We know he's not supposed to have, you know, big conversations, but what is you shouldn't be close with other people, but the question is, what about just greeting them? So, again, when we're talking about the 13, the 13 fasts that the echidim are doing, so it says that they, that, they, that they don't greet one another and they act. And people who are in so what do we see? We see that people are in Khairam don't greet one another, not recipients of of, of of greetings. So, so, so if there are people who, who have been trying to fast and daven for rain and haven't been answered, that's the way they act, and they're because they're in Khairam from Hashem. So, to anyone in chayyim, so the says the same argument that we had before. Someone who's excommunicated from Shemayim when they're fasting and not being answered, that's more chomer, that's more stringent. Maybe an ordinary chayyim, there's no esr shayla shalom, but it's more chomer when they're in a to Hashem. Mitzora, Ma'ashay Shalom, what can Mitzora greet people? Tashma, Valsafim Yate, it says, Valsafim Yate, Shusos Matukabazov Azuk. More than just covering his lips, the Pasik is telling us that his lips should stick to one another. He should be asked, like someone excommunicated, like a mourner who is Osir, Vishay Ela Shalom, so hamaletic Joshua over here, house, Valsam Yate, the lips should stick to one another. He can't greet people, Shema We see Mitzora is also to do that. For Zokhta Gemara, once we see in that, Paraiso, uh, that I mean, it's like a menudeh that can't have shaila shalom. And if shayla menudeh, why don't we see from that price? So to our shayla about someone that's communicated? we had a shayla of someone who's menudeh is also Shalom. Um, we tried bringing a riot from the fast. We said it maybe it's more hammer Why don't we bring a riot from the air? We say that, that the mitzvah is like the manudah that it's also b'sheil So Did it say that the mitzvah is like an excommunicated person? That the excommunicated person is also also greet people it didn't say that. It just means that she just saying that he's like someone excommunicated. He's like a mourner in regard to maybe other things. And then the price is continuing to say By the way, the mitzvah is also in sheil Shalom. It doesn't mean he's like the person excommunicated that just as the person has communicated also b'shea l'shalom so too the mitzvah. maybe really someone has communicated his mother b'shea it's just saying two different disparate points it's saying the mitzvah is like in general someone who's excommunicated. communicated and in addition he has an isr of sheil l'shalom but maybe in a the menuda does not have the isr of sheil l'shalom Another halacha, also built to Torah. Mourners ask her to learn Torah. He has to be sad. And where do we see this? He says, be silent. And be silent means to be silent. To be silent as well, like in grief, not being able to learn Torah. So, says, Abudev, Torah. What about a menudo? Can he learn? Hashodim, 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 Hashodim. Someone that's communicated can teach other people, and other people can teach him Torah. There should be separation between them, but there could be teaching. Nizkop and his garden low. He could be hired by other people to work, and other people can be hired for it, to work for him. But a person who's in Cherem, Cherem is more severe. Um, it seems that like it's after, after Nidoi, excommunication comes, chayram, then, lo shonu, lo shonu lo, people can't communicate at all. So we don't have teaching in Torah, the next is going low, he can't be hired by the people, all the people can't work for him. but He can learn quietly for himself. We don't want him to interrupt learning Torah. So he can have a small little store for himself, for his livelihood. From a Rav, Rav said, so He could sell water in the market of our That's like an example. Anyways, what do we see from here? We clearly see that someone has communicated his mutter to learn Torah. Says the Gemara What about a Mitzorah? Mabadevatorah, could he learn Torah? So Tashma says in the bride, so how is how do we learn Torah? So it says in the Pasuk here, that you should tell your children and your chosen and your children all about the way that we stood in front of Hashem and Achorid. So we're talking about that the way that we received the Torah at Har Sinai that should be transmitted to the future. So what, what exactly are we trying to transmit? What is what was the way that we received the Torah at Sinai? How do we stand? It was dread, awe, oh, we were intimidated, we were trembling, it was fear. So too, you should always learn Torah in such a way. That's the idea. Mikan Amru. And what's the what's an example of someone who can't? Someone who has, who saw Kerry. Someone who saw Kerry, so he was engaged in not that it was wrong, but it was like a light uh, someone like relation, something like that. It's a light-hearted, a light-headed thing. So it's not. A state that you can go straight from keri to learning Torah. That's the Someone who is bal keri is supposed to be tevil before he learns Torah, and that's where we learn it from. However, Amr, from here said, as uninsertable." He people who are stam or someone who was bal. Neither nothing to do with a lightheaded activity, but stam Much of the Christmas, They're allowed to learn all sorts they're, all they're allowed to learn all sorts of Torah. Balikri nesriim, but someone who saw keri. So it's not so much that the tumah is bad, but the point is he was engaged in something light, a light-headed activity. Then it's osur; it's going to be inconsistent that he's supposed to be learning the Torah be'ema b'yira. So what do we see from I Meir mean, no, We see it because it says in the brayza, Mitzvah is allowed to learn Torah. What a fascinating concept! Tumah does not push away a person from learning Torah. You could be very talmid, you learn Torah, but someone who was engaged in something totally permitted, like relations, but if it was light-headed, he doesn't learn Torah because the Torah. The Torah is meant to be studied with trepidation and awe, and it's hard to, to, to just go quickly from something like that, like having seen Kerry, to running and learning Torah. Very interesting irony here in what is Mutter to learn Torah and when is Asr to learn Torah. Says so, Gemara, Aval Asr, B'Takpal says, so, an Aval Aser will launder his clothing. So, where do we get this from? So, what is the context? The context is, David Amalek is estranged from his son, Avshalom and Yoav, who was David's like, general, was trying to bring them together. So he got a really wise woman from Tekoa, the Pasuk says, and he told her that she should prepare, she should go stand in front of the king and pretend like she was a mourner. And it was basically, she was trying to draw a parallel between her story and the way she's mourning for her son and how David should be connected to Hashem. So he, he trains her how she should pretend that she's a mourner. So he tells her, You should be a mourner. Wear mourner's clothing. You should be like a woman who is mourning over that person. So, where do we see that there's this whole thing? So, clearly, we see. That she's not supposed to be um, wearing nice clothing. Her clothing was supposed to be gross clothing, so we see an aval doesn't wear nice clothing. It says, the Gemara Nutim Surah Ma'avadach Bosis, what about someone has communicated with someone who's a Mitzvah? What's the halakha with wandering? It says, be favored the Braisa. Someone has communicated with someone who's a Mitzvah. It's also for them to cut their hair and wash their clothing. Shemam, you know, we clearly see that from the Braisa. Another question, Aval Chaybi Kriya. An aval is Chayav in Kriya. There's a din to rip their garments. At the time, a little question. Today we do it by the Leviah, by Maker I did. It's at the time of the death. So in Avel is chayv in Kriya, b'nei Hashem told the children of Aaron, when they were mourning losif Sifrom, Again, Elazar and Yisamar were told not to be Avelim, because it was the inauguration of the Mishkan. So Hashem told them, "Don't rip your garments." We see that all other mourners who weren't told otherwise are supposed to rip. So the Mar someone who's excommunicated, what should he? Ask? Should he rip his clothes? Mars says, "Take it." We don't know. Betsar Ab what whatever. Betsar Tashma, that's the Because The other view of Rumin, what's Rumin? They should be torn. Clearly, we see that the mitzvah is supposed to have rib clothing. Another day to overturn the bed. So there's a twofold point here. Number one is that they don't sit on comfortable chairs. Number two is that they overturn all the beds in the house. So this is something that we do not do anymore. One of the reasons Rishonim tells us is because Goyim do this and the Goyim when they perceive this they think it's sorcery. Second of all, for us it's a weird thing this whole idea of overturning the beds is not practical. Bottom line is we don't do it. But the Hikorah din those don't all turn over all the beds in the house. What do we see this? The most the Yom is saying I gave my my dimus, my likeness, my way, my form is. But tzelam elokim, I gave to mankind. but because of their sins, it's turned over. doesn't what you saying. Allah, their bed should be overturned. So that's the idea. A close relative dies. You turn over the bed. It's the idea. Everything is overturned. There's sin. There's misa It's all punishment. It's all sadness. It's like Hashem is mourning that we have overturned the beautiful tzelam elokim that He has given us. What about someone asking, they turn over the beds? We don't resolve that question. and to do work. He's not allowed to do business. Where do we get this from? The pasuk says. And I'm going to turn your Chagim into Avelas. So we'd make a connection between the Chag and Avelas. Chag, just as during the festival also to do work, Avo also so too the avo is not allowed to do work. There's a hackish between the two. There's a the different connection, such a deep connection between the seven days of Avelas, the seven days of the Regal, the focus, the Isra Malacha, the family, so many different themes, just one is Simcha and one is pain, but definitely this connection between the two. So as the Gemara someone asked me to come out, did they do work? I'm Yosef when we say that on a public fast day It's also to do work The was is only during the daytime The night On Erev of the fast a nighttime Before the fast starts It's to work And then after The bride says these halachos It says By the way These halachos apply to someone Excommunicated in someone Who is in ava So what does it mean These halachos It's going on all the halachos The brides have said Including the Yisra to work The brides mentioned many things One of the things Was the it to work How it applies During the daytime Of a public fast day we mean here like a public fast day for rain, not like our, our uh, what we have today. At any rate, and then it continues and said, so too is someone excommunicated in a mortar. So we see that they presumably have an isr of working. So the gemara says, lo hashar is talking about the other dinam of a public fast day, like wrapping your head, like the Gemara goes on to talk to you over there, um, perhaps wearing shoes. But it's not referring to the isr of malacha, maybe in manuta is actually mutter to work. Hashma, you know other brides from Nudashon and Bishon and Lunez. Governments call Hashma. you know what was the price we had before. Someone asked, communicated, could teach other people, Torah, and other people teach him. And we said that he could hire other people. Other bright people could, could could be hired by him. So we see that he's allowed to do work. Medzorim says Malchut of Adam. Medzorim the Marzov Steku. We don't resolve that question. Avah aser rechitzah, and Avah is aser to bathe. Remember this is with the Yishtakha with Yehovah. So he says, don't smear yourself with oil. <laughs> bathing is like anointing. Very interesting thing, because we Rashi says, we quote a pasik from Tehillim, where it says that, 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 that it's like water goes into someone's kishkas and like oil in the bones. So the pasach compares the two, oil going in, smearing and bathing. So if the pasach is saying that the aval, practice of an aval is not to smear with oil, so too, rechitza. <laughs> Bathing is forbidden. So, what about someone who's excommunicated? He bathed. When we ask, around on a public bath, day, bathing, the isra is to bathe the one's entire body. It's mutter to wash face, hands, and feet. And after saying many halachos there in the bright So, again, it says, so too, by someone who's excommunicated and someone who's in mourning. So, presumably, it's going on all the halachos that were said in the bride, so including this or bathing. So, it's saying someone who's a it's also for him to bathe, the whole body. So the says, says, Shar is going on. The other things that, 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 that were mentioned in the bride's see- like we mentioned before, let's say wrapping the head, but it's pachlal not going on the dinner, bathing maybe in a menuda. A menuda, someone excommunicated, is allowed to bathe. Mitzurah ma'arachitah, someone who's a Mitzurah, can he bathe? The says, tegu, tegu, we don't resolve. Oval, Osser, was no, is not allowed to wear shoes. again was the one who, 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 even though his wife was dying, was not supposed to absorb, observe Avelis. Hashem said, you should wear shoes. the implication is a regular mourner does not wear shoes. What about a Someone asking me, does he wear shoes? On a public fast, when we are wearing shoes, it's only Osser in the city where you don't really need the shoes so much. It's just a matter of extra comfort, so therefore there's an esser. When wearing shoes, when you're traveling, it's permitted because then you really need the shoes, so you shouldn't get damaged. How do you accomplish that? When you go out to the road, you put on the shoes. When you come into the city, you take them off. And the goes on at the end of all, many halachos taught there, Recording this, price a lot here. It says, So too, someone excommunicated and someone a mourner. My lava it's going on all the halachas that were said, including the isser against wearing shoes. So it's mashma that there's someone who's a menudeh is also to wear shoes in the city. So the Ma'ar says, Lo, Ashar, again, the price is only saying that these apply to the menuta for other halachas that are mentioned there, let's say like wrapping one's face, but it's not necessarily referring to, like we said, bathing. It might not necessarily be referring to Isra Malacha. It might not necessarily be referring to the Isra of wearing shoes. Mitzor, what about a Is he also to wear shoes? Tehku. We don't resolve the question. Avos also to have Tash And Avos also to have Tash can't have relations. It says, Shavah. So what happened here was that um, David and Bathsheba had a, his son who passed away. So it says, David comforted her after the Shiva, Vayavola, and he lay with her. So, Maklad, Mekar, also. It was only after the morning that he, that he had relations with her. It's ma'ashma that before that, during the Avelos, um, during the Avelos, he, he, he had an itzer of being Boa's wife. So the Mar says, what about someone me, communicated, could he have relations? All the years of Jewish people were in the wilderness. After they sinned, right? They have the sin of Chate They have the sin of the Meraglim. All the years, Menudu they were in a state where they were excommunicated by the Rebun Shalola, which is a very interesting idea. Where do we see this from? There was a whole thing that they didn't have B'rish and there was no direct um, communication from Hashem with Moshe Rabbeinu, and they were destined to die. So basically, they were in a state of excommunication. But yet, Shem 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 they had relations. We had, a, we had relations. We clearly see that they were having children in the desert. So, so it must be that someone excommunicated is a lot of relations. Maybe it's different because they weren't excommunicated from the court. They were excommunicated from Shemaim. And in what sense? The kill, that's more lenient. It's more lenient why uh, a, a ban from Shemaim is more lenient. What in the world is, is, is the Pshat? So it's an interesting thing because it, it, the Gemara is going to say that we said before this on the, on the other way, but the idea is that when Hashem puts people on Khairam, everyone's in it together. So we, we, we don't necessarily see that they have to be staying away from each other in the same way. And we can assume that maybe is more lenient than when the court takes one personal person and throws him in and throws him into a chayim. So maybe is more and we allow the husband and wife to have a relationship. A private explanation from the court, we still wonder. So the says, kill, you're saying it's more lenient. But previously, we said it's more chayim. Remember, we we're talking about wrapping the head and greeting other people and we're trying to bring approved from people who are excommunicated um by Hashem when they're fast weren't answered and we say no maybe it's more Khammer when you're excommunicated from Hashem. Now you're telling me the exact opposite. It's more lenient when you're excommunicated from Hashem. So the Kumar explains Fukumish. The truth is abai had a doubt. Which one's more Khammer? Manud alashamaim de the court. So Zil if you go here and argue one way I'll push you away and say maybe it's more lenient. So whichever way you do, I'll push away because the truth is there is an argument both ways. Says the Gemara, the mitzvah of marital relations. <laughs> Tashma, the time of Yashar Muktzah Ollo, he should sit outside his tent for seven days. So, what does this mean? Outside his tent, he is like a menuda and an avo. Also, the mitzvah can't have relations because where do we get this? In Ollo, the outside his tent. The tent is reference to his wife. After Matan Torah, the Jews were told to return to their tent to have relations. So, Shema mina. What do we see from here? A mitzvah can have relations. For Marvinov from menuda, we see from here, someone has communicated also cannot have relations because it says in the Brideshow that the mitzvah is like a Menuda and an oval, and it says he's also in relations. So the Gemara says, Does it say that he's like a menuda, that the menuda is also in relations? It's saying two different points. First of all, in one sense, first of all, he's like a, someone that's communicating like a mourner in general. In regards to other things. Second of all, is also in relations, but that doesn't necessarily show you that the menuda is also in relations. Another day, an avol a mourner cannot send karbanos to the base of Mikdash, even if he doesn't show up. He wants to send it through an agent at the No, an aval cannot send karbanos. Karbanos cannot be brought on behalf of someone who is mourning. Where do we see this? The time says in and Omer. what's shlam? Shlam means someone who who's is complete, who is whole. Shlam is manchu A karma can only be brought for someone who is complete. Simcha. Call mind means a person complete lowers man to Not when he's an onay. When he's a mourner, he cannot do it. Someone who's mourning is considered incomplete. It's not shalom. He cannot have a shlam brought. So what about a manuda? All the Jew, all the years when the Jews were in the wilderness, they were communicated. They still had carbonos, right? The Mishkan operated, so we see manuda could bring carbonos. So the Gemara says Baye, the same argument, there they were only excommunicated communicated from Hashem. That's more lenient. That's just a communal thing from Hashem. Whereas here... Whereas here, where it's a private excommunication from the court, that maybe it's more Khammer and you cannot bring karpanos. So, the Gemara, the same as kill, when it comes to Shemaim is more lenient or amar Previously, we argued that when you're menuda from Shemaim, it's more stringent. So the Gemara says, the truth is, if I had a doubt, if, a, if an excommunication from Shemaim is more chamar or more lenient, whichever way you go, we're doing the proof. Says the send this So after it becomes tar. So this is a whole long exchange here in the Pasuk in Yachetskol. Yachetskol is talking to the Kohanim. And he warns them not to become Tameh unless they the people they should. So it says that if they do become Tameh to relatives, then after they become tar, then they count another seven days, the Pasuk says, and then eventually they come and they bring a Chatas. So the shot in the Pasuk is just saying that if he becomes Tameh, he purifies himself and brings a Chatas afterwards. However, the Gemara is going to expound it. After taras, after he becomes tar, after means that means after he separates from the dead body. So that means, um, it means tam, after his stomach Then we have more, the next phrase that there is a seven day count, that's referring to Eli That's the seven days of a Mitzora's counting. So, in other words, it's like a whole different halacha that the Pazik is referencing. It's talking like, about, first of all, a Kohen who was disqualified of doing that vote because he was Tame, and then it's also talking like about someone who was disqualified because he was a Mitzvah And then the Pazik is continuing that if these two people, when they come back to the base of Mechdash, they bring their karbonos only once they come back. have saying, What is this Carbon Khatas is talking about the carbon is the tenth of an Apha. That's the inaugural mincha carbon that a coin brings. So when they return, they have to bring a new inaugural uh, offering. That's what Rabbi Yudah says to pasik Shim Shimon or Shimon says a different point. But when he returns, when he can come back in, he should bring the carbon. will be a When the coin is qualified to come back in, he's able to bring a carbon. in will When he's not fit to come in because he's Tomek or because he's a Matsurah, then he cannot bring his carbon. So what is what do we see? We see from that the who is was unfit to come in, and also it sounds like someone who's tummy as well. They do not send their karbanos. So we see from Reb Shimon. Um, we see from Reb Shemin that someone who 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 is a matzora does not bring karbanos. So we had a whole long list of Dinam of Avelos, and we tried applying them and trying to figure out how all the Dinam of Avelos could or could not apply to both a menuda and a matzor.